Hey church, what, what an amazing time of worship. God, we pray that your presence is with us wherever we are. God, we pray that your presence will be with us in the circumstance, God. We thank you that there's no one but you. We declare that in this space right now. We declare that in our homes right now. We declare that in our marriages right now. We declare that in our finances right now, that there's no one but you. God, we thank you that you are sovereign God, that you see beyond what we see, that you know beyond what we know, God, and that you still hold everything in your hands. God, we bless your name, the name above every other name, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your purpose. Thank you for your plan. And thank you for meeting us right where we are. In Jesus' heavenly name we pray. Amen. Hey, church. I'm going to move into this next camera spot here. Why don't we, uh, wherever you are, why don't we thank the worship team for leading us this morning. That's my polite way to tell them they are happy to dismiss themselves off stage right. Hey, for those of you uh, I have not met, my name is Josiah, and uh, I am one of the pastors here at the church. And we are super privileged and really excited to be broadcasting or hear from our Revelstoke location. I will tell you the honest truth that we are, in fact, uh, not live. I know. That's shocking to you all, uh, but we are actually pre-recorded this message uh, so that we could send it out to you today. Uh, this is the end of January when you are tuning into this message, and uh, I have a specific message on my heart that I want to share, so I hope that you would take out your notepads and your pens that you would lean in and prepare to hear today. We believe as a church, um, I've had this question asked to me periodically um, about, you know, what we believe as a church, what our, uh, you know, understanding is of different things, uh, you know, because sometimes when we talk about the Bible, the Bible is an old book um, and people think it may be irrelevant. But one thing that we really believe is we believe that the Bible is actually still highly relevant for your life today. We believe that in this word isn't just stories for us to read, but it actually, uh, something that we can apply for our world. So I want you to lean in today, not with the expectation that you're going to hear something that'll tickle your ears, but you're going to hear something that'll transform your life. Um, and I believe that today. And now we are, uh, when we are filming this service, we are just about, we are tomorrow about to start our week of fasting. Um, and I am uh, honestly a little bit nervous about my week of fasting. If I was to be entirely honest, uh, I had, have decided to do a week of water fasting. Um, and I, uh, I don't know what it is about me, but I often forget to really think some things through. Um, I'm sure I'm the only one. But uh, I realized in the last couple of days that I needed to prepare for a water fast. Apparently, you, you should not like eat a big flat of brownies the day before you go on a water fast. Um, so I'm preparing for that, but believing that the week of fasting uh, is going to be transformative. Um, but I want to share a message with you, and I've, I've titled the message today, I've titled it, Ask Big. 
Ask Big. Why don't you repeat your, uh, why don't you repeat that title in your home right now? Ask Big. Yeah, you don't want to say that too many times with the kids around, but Ask Big is the title of my message. And I want to read a verse from you. I'm going to read it first in the New King James Version, which isn't going to be on the screen. And then I'm going to repeat it in the Amplified Version. Then I'm going to pray and we're going to go from there. It says in Matthew 7, verse 7, it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, again, let me read this to you in the Amplified Version. It says this in the Amplified Version. Keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on seeking finds, And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. Such an interesting expansion of that verse. Uh, It's interesting how if you read it in just the one version, you may miss a very simple fact of what this is trying to demonstrate to us. Because I know I can ask for things and not receive. But this verse tells us to ask for things until we receive. Why don't you bow your heads as I pray? Jesus, you are here. Amen. I have found myself in my life um, confronted or encountering impossible tasks. I don't think that's a unique situation for me. I am sure you at home, you here, have encountered impossible tasks. Things that needed a miracle. And sometimes that's how we talk about them. If this is going to work, it is going to have to be a miracle. I remember saying that about some things. And it really is an interesting time as we have previously done, or I'm you know, currently in the middle of our 21 days of prayer. Now, the point of doing 21 days of prayer was not so you would pray for 21 days and then have your prayer completed for the year. But it was actually so that we would activate a routine or a habit in our life so that we would become a people of prayer. And there's this concept in the Bible that we talk about called faith. Faith is believing for something that does not yet exist. The Bible calls it the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. Now, I've realized something in the last little while is that faith and prayer must coexist together. Without faith and prayer married together, you're missing an essential ingredient. Have you ever baked something and missed an essential ingredient? Like the chocolate chips. Those are an essential ingredient in chocolate chip cookies, in chocolate chip waffles, in anything chocolate chip, right? Like I said, a fast is coming tomorrow. I want chocolate chips today. Anyways, but if you miss an essential ingredient, it does not have the uh, outcome that you'd hope for. And and why would I say that prayer and faith must go together? Prayer is our conversation with our Heavenly Father. And faith is our belief that something can happen. But our belief in our life is not encapsulated by our belief in self, but it's our belief in our Heavenly Father. And this verse that we just read in Matthew 7, 7 to 8, it says, Ask and you will receive. 
Now, I know I've said this so many times over the last number of years, how many times I have encountered in myself, in my life, times where I have worried, where I have thought, where I have talked, but yet to actually pray about something. Prayer is a very interesting thing in our world because it feels so unnecessary, yet is so necessary. What I mean to say by that is God already knows everything in my heart. He already knows all of my needs. He already knows all of the stresses in my life, the anxieties in my life, all the circumstances that seem impossible in my life. God already knows. But he asks me to ask. There's a story about Jesus, um, and I was reading it in my my one-year Bible plan in the last few weeks, and it's about a man who um, is blind. And and he comes to Jesus, and he, he, he's encountering Jesus, and Jesus asks him an absurd question. Jesus asks him, what can I do for you? The man is blind, <laughs> and, and it's pretty obvious. It's not because he was wearing sunshades. that he was, like, It was obvious that he was blind, but Jesus asked him to ask for what he needed. It's almost cruel. Actually, I think you could, you could look at some stories about Jesus and even think that they seem almost cruel unless you, uh, uh, or, or you can seem to think that they're cruel, but they're really teaching us a principle we don't want to miss. So here's another story. This is in Matthew 15. It won't be on the screen, but let me read it to you. It says, then Jesus went out, uh, starting in verse 21. It says, then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, came from that region and cried out to him. Canaan was a, a, a people group that were always uh, historically against the Israelites. Have mercy on me, she says, O Lord, son of David, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. <clears throat> but he answered her, not a word. That is cruel. <laughs> she says something to him and Jesus does not respond. Have you ever prayed in your life and felt like Jesus did not respond? And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her away for she cries out after us. She was so annoying and so persistent that the disciples came to give their authoritative voice to Jesus to send her away. They didn't come because she asked once. But he answered and said, "Uh, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He comes and says, Jesus, he says, you are not my mission. You are not the person I am here to save. I'm telling you, it can sound pretty cruel. And she said, uh, then she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. She hears him say that she's not the person that he's come to save. Yet she consistently or continues to persist. But he answered and said, is it not good to take the children's bread, the Israelites bread, and throw it to the little dogs? A derogatory term. And she said, yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Jesus, in this story, it seems has no intention of healing her daughter. It seems has no intention of responding to this woman has no intention of allowing this, this woman's claims to come. But it's almost as if her persistence was the essential ingredient to getting the miracle she desired. 
Prayer and faith are so interconnected because I cannot seek my heavenly father without prayer. And I cannot believe for what's happening without faith. Let me tell you your impossible situation. I don't know what it is, but I feel the Holy Spirit saying right now, he knows what it is. Your impossible situation needs prayer and faith. You may have felt like during those 21 days of prayer that you set aside and you, you put a, a, a purpose on it. I don't know what that purpose was. You put a purpose on it and said, God, this is what I'm praying for. And you know what? Those 21 days have come and, and passed. And you said, God, I still don't see an answer. It's like God was silent. But what does this Canaanite woman do when God seems silent? She persists. This other verse we read right to start to open up. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Or the expanded version in the Amplified. The same understanding of what this is. It says keep asking. And it will be given. Keep seeking. And it will be found. Keep knocking and the door will be open. If you had a child in the room right now. I could give them um, a, a lesson that they could teach their parents. Child, if you're in the room. What I suggest you do is go into another room in the house and start knocking on a door and see how long it takes till your parent responds. It won't be because you knocked once that they'll respond. I don't know about you. My wife and I, we sit in our living room sometimes and our kids, you know, maybe it's bedtime. They're in the room and they're making noise. Now, if they make a big noise once, I just hope it goes away. <laughs> Maybe twice, three times, I hope it goes away. But you know, there's this moment that happens in like, I'd say my spirit, but it's not very holy. So maybe not in my spirit. This moment that happens, that the noise gets to this point that I must respond. And this is your heavenly father. There's a moment it gets to that he must respond. Now, this isn't my opinion. This is what the word of God or the Bible says. It says, if you ask, it will be given. If you seek, it will be found consistently, constantly. So now I, I title my message, Ask Big. Because I think sometimes in our life, what happens is we see the impossible situation and we deem it impossible for him. We see the impossible situation that we don't even bring it to prayer. Because we've already determined it's too impossible for him to step in. It's too impossible for it to happen. Can I tell you an interesting story? Uh, about a year, uh, maybe two years ago, um, we, were, we started our Vernon location. And I remember we had been meeting in a senior's home, uh, like a, a senior center, not a senior's home. Uh, but anyways, a senior center and it was, it was the right space for a little time. And we felt like we needed to move out from that. We were making a change to doing 10 a.m. services. And I got a sort of a, an impression, I'd say a word from God, but it really was just an idea that I felt like was good. And that to me is most of what I get from God, is ideas that seem good. And I, I felt like there was an area of town that I, I felt like we were meant or called to be in, in Vernon. So I started walking every day, walked the streets, and pray. Some of it was for prayer. <laughs> Some of it was 
in hopes I'd find a venue while I walked down those locations. I'd take pictures of dance studios and gyms that I thought maybe had enough space to fit people in. And I did it for a whole week. I, I walked up and down there and prayed. And uh, I remember, uh, you know, like, I remember the, the, that, that after I spent time in prayer, I was, I was rarely, if not never, discouraged. Uh, I didn't leave my half hour of prayer with a venue in hand. <laughs> I didn't leave this time of prayer seeing it, but I left this time of prayer knowing he did. Now, we, we walked that, and there's some pretty interesting stories. We've got a couple in our church who, uh, who weren't in our church at that time, but every day I walked by his place of business praying. And I think it was about two weeks later they, they came out to the church. The next venue we went to, I walked by every day there. There's a venue that I felt like was ours, uh, the, like ours the venue that we were supposed to be in. You know what I did? Um, we, we outgrew our next venue, the Elks Lodge, that had a, a reindeer. Or, well, I guess it wasn't a reindeer. We called it Sven. Anyways, it had this thing, animal, a non-vegan a non friendly thing um, on the wall. Uh, but we, 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 we needed to move out of that venue. And I remember finding another venue and thinking, this is it. And not like, like I said, when I feel like I hear something from God, it, it feels like an idea that is good. And, and it doesn't go away. It's a pestering idea. And the more I think about it, the more it, it, it increases and gets larger. And there's this venue. And I felt like that was the venue. Like it was it. Was it. And you know what I did? I asked for the venue. Come on, the, the simple thing sometimes that we need to do is actually just do the step of faith. I could have walked by that venue and said, God, this is the venue. But, you know, if I never pursued the venue, there would be a problem with my faith. Ask and you shall receive. Now, ask and you shall receive in this context. Yes, God is talking to us about our relationship with him. But let me portray this into our lives. There are things in our life that we are not receiving simply because we're not asking. Not just in prayer, but in our life. Have you asked for the promotion you think you deserve? Have you asked to buy that place you think you should buy? Have you asked these questions to people in our world? I heard someone once call it the spirit of ask. I had a friend in Bible college. She worked in retail and she would tell me she would always approach people in retail or it was something she'd learned that she needed to ask them if they needed help, um, if they needed help in the store. Because if she never asked uh, or if they wanted to buy something, because if she never asked, the answer was automatically no. So here's, here's a, a, a more direct comparison. Your friend that you would like to invite to tune into service, if you never ask them, you never give them the option to say yes. You automatically default give them the no. Because we actually have to ask for some of these things. Anyways, back to this story about the venue. We walked by the venue. I asked. Uh, we went. The, late, the, the person told me at that time, they said, no, this venue is not available. I said, that's great. Can we see it? They're like, sure. You know, her th or them thinking I'm wasting their time. And now we saw it, still think it's great. I have a word from God about it in my heart that this is it. So, you know, person tells me, you know, it's probably not going to work. I'm like, can I just send in to the people who have to make the decision? So I send in to the people who have to make the decision. Takes about a week, comes back to me. No, 
we won't let you in the venue. What do you do? <laughs> like, I would love to tell you a great story right now about how every time I ask, things show up, but that's not your life situation. I could give you a faith-filled, positive message about asking, it'll show up and it'll happen because because that would be great. But you know what? I asked, I prayed, I pursued the venue. And you know what happened? We got a big no. I know that's not how you thought that story was going to go. What do you do? What do you do in this moment? I got discouraged. But you know this interesting thing about who God is? He is outside of time. We need to be careful that when we get a no, whether it's in prayer or in conversation with someone else, that we don't take it as a no forever. Because I just don't get God's timing. I got to tell you, if I was having a conversation with him right now, I would say that was the perfect time to get a yes at that venue. But we got a hard no. (laughs) And you know what I did at that moment? I stopped asking. Now, of course, there, there can be a bit more of a happy ending to this particular story. About a year and a half later, during this circumstances that we're in, we had a very hard time finding anywhere that would take us in Vernon because we're in rented venues and people aren't really into the business of letting others into their venues these days. And we're not there right now. But you know what? We, I ended up doing an event there and I asked again. And the circumstances worked out. We actually are in, in that venue. In, I say in that venue because we're not in that venue. <laughs> we're not in any venues right now. But we got into that venue and things had changed in the circumstances for that venue about a year, about a year before we got in there. And you know what I, I realized? Now I'm reading into this, but sometimes you need to. So I realized that actually if I had kept asking, I think I got the no in August and the staff or the decision makers changed in October. And then a year later, I got, or a year plus later, I got a yes. But you know what I think? I think had I kept asking for two months, I would have got the yes then. Now, is God sovereign and able to turn things for good even when we make mistakes? Of course he is. Because he's a good, good father. This this verse after uh, Matthew 7, 7, 8, it talks about him being a father that if we ask for bread, he doesn't give us a stone, he gives us bread. And God is faithful to redeem things that we miss and do wrong. You could be like, you could have done it all wrong. There's something you could have been believing for that you feel like you got a word from God from. And it was, you know, four years ago and and you feel like you've missed your opportunity. Let me tell you, God has not missed the opportunity for you. There are steps to go with it. There's a step called Repentance. Ouch. Because sometimes we have to repent about our unbelief. But then there's another step called prayer and faith to ask. I want to encourage you, wherever you are, whatever your circumstances is, to remember that our God is a 
big God. And he's not afraid of a big ask. Prayer might be over. There's 21 days of corporate prayer. But prayer is a lifeblood to our life. Faith must be paired with prayer so that I bring the requests I have for my Heavenly Father to my Heavenly Father. Whatever you worry about, whatever you're concerned about, whatever seems impossible, just pray. Why? Oh, you know why? I, I don't know why God asks us to tell him about the things he already knows. But what I do know is he does ask us. So I'm okay to ask him. I'm believing with you. I'm believing in this season that you can have a big ask and that you can ask big. I'm believing that God is giving you a vision for something bigger than what you see right now. Don't discard it. Don't disregard it. But don't stop asking. When is the right time to stop asking God to show up? Once he's shown up. Yeah, there can be discouragement and disappointment. Or there could be a happy ending years later. But I want to be someone who believes the word of my father enough to keep asking. Would you bow your heads? I'm going to pray. Jesus. Jesus, I just love your presence. God, I know for some of us, we've missed it. It's been away. We've been away. But God, I ask that wherever we are right now, God, that we would encounter your presence. Because in your presence is peace. In your presence is faith. In your presence is comfort. Holy Spirit, fill our homes right now. Refresh our minds. Give us strength. Give us tenacity to believe in the bigness of our God. In your name, amen. I just want to add this. However big you think God is, you're still thinking too small. Don't be dismayed if you feel like you have little faith. We all have little faith. It's like asking who feels like they pray enough. The answer for everyone is no one feels like they've prayed enough. But just continue to stretch your understanding of the bigness of who God is. Well, church, I, I, I'm so thankful that you could come and hear and worship with us. Next month, I'm, I'm really excited. We're going to be starting a series for the month of February called Fearsome. And, uh, and I feel like there's a word of God for that season. So please tune in every week. If you can't tune in live, those are all going to be live. If you can't tune in live, you know, grab it on the podcast, grab it on YouTube afterwards. But this is going to be speaking to your circumstances, your situation. Um, and I'm really excited for that. We love you. Uh, we can't wait to be with you again soon. All right. Bye.